Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Emmanuel Penklis, and joining me social distance-wise, because he's a little under the weather, Michael Corbin. Michael, how are you? Emmanuel, I am doing well, kind of. Uh, But in my sickness over the weekend, I got to watch a lot of NRL football. And that's not the bad. That's not a bad thing. And there is a lot to discuss, Emmanuel, a lot to discuss I want to start with Sunday's game. We'll get to Friday. We'll get to Friday night's game in a little bit, but I want to talk about Sunday's game while it's fresh on everyone's mind. Cronulla Sharks versus the New Zealand Warriors in the 17th minute, I believe. Will Kennedy, uh, flying coat hanger, sent from the field. Sharks down to 12 men, and it didn't matter. They get a courageous victory. What a game, Emmanuel. It was, I, I've never seen a team rally like that. 12 men down, uh, one man down. And man, the other side, the Warriors were atrocious. But the Sharks, they, they are a real team. <clears throat> yeah, awesome performance from Cronulla. At one point, it was 13 on 11. And I remember watching the game and thinking, well, you know what? If you're the Warriors, it's so easy because you should have an overlap on either wing. Uh, but instead, it was Cronulla that found the overlap a couple of times. I don't know how. Uh, and that's one of those games where I think you think that defines your season. That's, that's the moment where your, your team had such defensive mindset. Defence wins premierships and, and Cronulla just held their ground. Um, just a masterful, I think, game of controlling the football and, and just sort of being in charge of your own destiny. Uh, the Warriors, just some really silly football, like going down for a penalty when they've got 11 men and, and just lying there on the ground. I can't remember who the player was. But Welcome at one Barry. point, um, Cronulla, yeah, and Cronulla player sent off, Cronulla player in the bin. I just don't understand why there's not urgency to, to keep play going. They, they just look tired. They look lack of energy. Um, but lack Cronulla of just lack of direction, lack of leadership. Continue, you can continue on. There's countless occasions where the Warriors just had the overlap, like you said, and they chose the wrong decision. But yeah, go on. No, uh, just a, a really good game, a very impressive game with game management skills. I think, and and it's one of those wins that I think has really got. And, and I know it's the Warriors, but. You know, there there are games that you, the games that you think, wow, that that's actually a statement in its own right. It's not holding a team to nil, but the mindset to to control that game uh, with a man down. And we saw a couple of weeks ago in the manly game. It's not that easy to stay in it for the full full strength of time. Uh, manly did nearly did that against Souths, but Cronulla just masterful performance, very impressive. You'd be happy with your rooster. 
Yeah, look, uh, excellent. It, it shows how well this team is coached that even when they're down, they know what to do and how to control a game. As you said, they, they control the ball, that they just play possession football, smart plays, continually forcing line dropouts and just running harder. They were spreading the top. They, they had 12 men, but they were spreading the Warriors out making them as tired as they were. They're obviously the fitter team, obviously the better coach team. And they wore out the Warriors, which is ridiculous to say, and just defeated them mentally. And that's what that that's what I'm taking away from this, is mentally they were so much stronger than their opposition, even when, you know, they were they were backed in a corner. And it's the Warriors, this is this has been the Warriors problem for a long time. It's when they should win, you know, they they fail to do so and they fail under the pressure and it gets to them. And Sean Johnson is an experienced player. There was a kick where there was a player where they were in attacking position. They were inside the, uh, the Sharks' 10 and they had a four-on-one overlap. Sean Johnson puts a kick that goes dead. How is How are you, how are yeah. you as a... 10 plus year halfback who's been brought to this club to lead this team around making decisions like that. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Mike, it, my only sort of, I, one thing I was going to say is late in the game, the Warriors just looked completely shot to bits. They had no, as though they were the team with 12 men. Now, the only thing I'm going to, I'm going to say in their favor is that this is their third season based not at home, which I think, and there's mixed perception on, on whether this is this it's, is enough reasoning it's, it's, or not. It's, it's, it's wearing thin now. It's wearing thin now. It's it's wearing thin because we've forgotten about and taken for granted. But at the same time, it, it you know it's coming up to pretty much two full se- two years in a couple of weeks since the competition resumed. Okay, New Zealand have not had a home game at home during that time. Uh, those players have not had the routine of New Zealand, which I think. Is something where you've got you've got to sort of give a bit of acknowledgement of that. Um, we have our own theories on how the NRL should treat this once the borders do open, and I think the Warriors should play every game at home for the next two years. But that remains to be seen. But I just think that needed to be flagged. Yeah, but I like honestly, man, this this win, this loss was worse than the seventy to ten loss two weeks ago to the Melbourne Storm. They got a lucky win against the Raiders, who are down on form. And, you know, Matt Lodge milked a penalty and they managed to get a win out of it. But two uh, two out of three weeks having embarrassing losses. I can't, I can't just blame that on, oh, we don't want to, you know, where we've relocated. Panthers won the comp last year yeah. relocating. Melbourne relocated last two years ago and won the comp. You know, like, and I'm not saying it's the same period of time, but... You dealt the chips you've got with. You need to be able to. If you're if you're down, yeah. there's no excuses. If you're down, if the team is down to twelve men and you can't beat them, there's there's other issues going on. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, okay, obviously the other impressive team over the weekend was uh, Parramatta, who of course you and I have our doubts about. But Parramatta have now beaten Melbourne at home and Penrith at home. Uh, they need to be given some credit for that, Mike. They are Melbourne and Parramatta have only lost one game each, and that is to Parramatta. 
uh, Melbourne and Penrith have only lost one game each, and that is two Parramatta. And we we ridiculed the Panthers last year and we uh, last week, and we you know they they lost the Cowboys up in Darwin. Uh, and Panthers have this problem where they may look ahead to those big games and they focus a lot of energy on those big games. And when it comes to those big games, they are excellent and they can beat anyone. And this is why we've always had high hopes for them. They can beat anyone, but they just, there's, there's weeks where they, they're just not prepared and they're looking forward to the bigger matchup coming up. Uh, but they are a serious team and we had them as a team who could finish atop this comp. They, they last year, last year they were Melbourne's kryptonite, and in that semi final against Parramatta, it was eight six. It was a really close game. This team's this team's scary, and moving Dylan, moving Dylan Brook, uh, Dylan Brown back to five eight, obviously the right decision. He's a much better five eight than he is a center. Um, they've still got outside backs coming in. Isaiah Papali, he is awesome. He's the best second row in the comp for my eyes. Um, and you know Mitchell Moses has been doing a really good job. And their spine is their spine is loaded from one to nine. Yeah, they were impressive. I think I, I liked some of their sort of trick shots. There was the the short blindside raid when Kikau was down. It, it was quite creative, I thought, from Parramatta. Uh, I I think the fact that they've broken the streaks of both Melbourne and Penrith is probably something that they will take a lot of confidence in going into the back half of the year. Uh, and interestingly, Mike, now that Melbourne and Penrith, they're both eight and one. They're sitting in first and second, respectively, and they both conceded 110 points. So Melbourne's obviously incredible point scoring run uh, puts them ahead on four and against. But I think these teams are very closely matched. But um, as we go through team lists, obviously, there's going to be some some patchy times for the Storm uh, with Pappenhausen out and uh, with Origin coming up for Penrith. Yeah. Uh, one more thing, that Parramatta won. I don't think this is a oh, Penrith now aren't contenders, anything like that. This is a, this is a really good game by Parramatta. Penrith have been, you know, they are they're going to be there. I'm not taking anything away from them. They played quite, they played quite well. That penalty try was bogus. I think it was ridiculous. It shouldn't have been a penalty try. Um, but, you know, these things happen. I still think uh, I still think Panthers are the best team in the competition, regardless of this loss. Hard to disagree. Hard to disagree. Um, uh, okay. Right. Underwhelming you, football teams. You want to talk about your team. Uh, Michael, I want to talk about my team because I, I'm kindly despairing. Um, thankfully, Souths played on Thursday, so I actually had five days to cool down. Um, try to forget I'm about it. Very, yeah, which hasn't really happened. I'm very underwhelmed by the state of my football team at the moment. There is a, a serious, serious issue with, the, with their ability to... Um, do the simple things in the game at the moment. They look like an incredibly frustrated, disjointed football team, uh, and it's a very young team. But I actually don't. I don't blame the youth. I blame. I blame the experienced players here, um, who I feel, and I think this is sort of matched by a lot of South supporters. Do need to step up. Um, I, I sent you a stat last week, Mike. That South's error rate at the moment is just off the charts. Like we're talking. After uh, what was it, nine rounds? South's error rate 
is about 144 errors over nine games. And I think the next highest is 98 errors. Like we're talking, this is not something that can be coached. This is controlling the football. This is completion rates. This is getting to the end of your sets. And, and we've discipline. just seen, I saw, it's discipline. It's discipline. It's not thinking. It's, you know, Thursday night, um, Totola dropped the ball twice in crucial moments of the game. There's a failure to capitalise on, on um, and obtain any repeat sets. There were stupid penalties. There was a, a Cody Walker tantrum, which was probably our, our best chance at getting pressure that, that just sort of ended up in a Brisbane try at the end of the next set. It's, it's incredibly frustrating to watch as a Souths fan because it, it's, it's the little things that they're not getting right. It's the, it's the things that you should know as a, as a basic footballer that, that are just not happening at the moment. Uh, and I'm despairing watching this team as well because we're, get, we're throwing away games on that basis. And now we're having a, we have a mounting injury toll. Uh, Cameron Murray's out. Cody War, um, Latrell Mitchell's out. And it, it's a concern. Yeah, Latrell. It's a genuine concern. Latrell was given that eight-week timeline. He's definitely not going to be eight weeks. It's going to be longer. He's going over to America to fix this hamstring issue that has been lingering for a while now. Cam Murray, you mentioned out four up, up up to four weeks. Uh, Cody Walker has been named captain of the squad this week, Emmanuel. I want to know your thoughts on that. Um, look, I've, it could go two ways. I think he has captain the side before. Wayne has given him captaincy before. It, it, that goes two ways. That says to him, "This is your team. You need to step up and take a bit of control of it." This is the ultimate responsibility is on you now. You have to lift. You, he, needs to, he needs to take his players with him. There were moments the other night where he would go his own way and get tackled and hog it, and it, it, it's not the way it needs to be. He needs to be, he needs to be taking a bit of responsibility and helping the younger guys out. There's too much pressure on them. The kicking game is too stagnant. There's not enough excitement in the kicking game. But, and I think the Souths had... They were they were torn, Mike. As I said to you off air, they're they're very torn because if they don't make Cody Walker captain, all of a sudden the Cody Walker is on the outs at South's chat starts. So damned if they do and damned if they don't. Yeah, look, and the other thing is there's been issues. The front office has made some questionable decisions recently as well. Yeah, you know, let one whoever decided that Adam Reynolds wasn't worth signing initially for that three year deal and let him test the open market, they should be gone. Because it was glaringly obvious against him on Friday night what was missing from South City, and is that halfback leadership. Uh, and he has been incredible for the Broncos the last couple of weeks. Um, there was the Anthony Milford saga. There is the... And then this week, Trent Peoples, who made his debut, this South Sydney couldn't register him. didn't register him. What's going on? Like everything, everything just seems like it's it's a bit of a schmozzle over there, and things aren't going correctly. And as a as a good team, South South has been a well run organization for the last ten years, and it doesn't seem like that's the case at the moment. Yeah, I, look, the Reynolds decision it, it's happened now. Okay, it, it's done. It's it's, but I think that in terms of sort of a planning period for sort of how to manage it. 
probably not done so well. I, I appreciate last year there was no there was no junior football, but when South got rid of Sandow, Adam Reynolds had played in a grand final and the national youth competition two years earlier. Okay, he had a bit more experience. I'm, I'm a bit concerned about the pressure that's sort of on Lachlan Ilias to take the mantle. I actually think he's a good player who's going to mould. I, I just think that the problem is that Cody Walker's not appreciating that he now has to play a more dominant role in the team. And if he's to do that, he does need to, to be a leader and act like a leader. You know, some of the things that he's been doing in games are not what you expect from someone that's just notched up 150 first-grade games. The Trent Peoples issue is, look, I think, to be honest, I think it's a stupid rule, Mike. Like, someone's having their debut in the NRL. Why is the rule that it has to be after round 10? Yeah, it is a stupid rule. But these are the rules that you dealt with and South broke them. Cody Nikarima, I don't think it's a bad signing because we clearly need some playmaking depth. Um, there is a shortage of good playmakers around. Uh, and it's no surprise that Cronulla, uh, sorry, that the Cowboys and the Broncos, who are the beneficiaries of two premiership winning halfbacks this season, have um, definitely improved their standing on the ladder because of it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to say about your club? You're the Warriors this week, uh, so can't be all gloom, doom and gloom. Uh, let's see how we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so, Mike, there's a huge upset in tipping this week, uh, just as an update. So, Gab stormed up the charts to be equal with John. John got five. Gab got eight. Uh, a masterclass from most of our um, participants. So uh, just, just, really... just on Gab, just on Gab. Apparently, she didn't put no, the I... tip in for the first three games, and they're all away games, and I... she got the tips. Yeah, I heard that too. Sometimes that's the best policy, Mike. Yeah, bit of luck, <laughs> bit of luck. Well, luck <laughs> is all you need. Luck is all you need. Um, so yeah, it's very, very interesting tipping comp. I think the top twenty-five are. In with a chance between them, there's seven, seven points, uh, and then the bottom three uh, with a bit more work to do. Uh, and then, Mike, something interesting that was pointed out to me this week um, by longtime listener and battling dragons fan Paul Nicholas Trahanis was that of the there are five games this week where the teams are actually lining up next to each other on the ladder. Hmm. Interesting. So there could be some movement on the actual second, ladder. Yeah. So first and second, fifth and sixth, seventh and eighth, ninth and tenth, and then 15th and 16th. I can't wait for 15th and 16th. Should we get into it? Yeah. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emmanuel, it is magic rounds. Every game played up at Suncorp Stadium. It all kicks off on Friday at 6 p.m. No Thursday night game this week. Uh, And we get kicked off with, as I mentioned, the game of the round, the blockbuster, 15th versus 16th, Bulldogs versus the Knights, 6 p.m. Suncorp Stadium. Emmanuel, do you want to run through the teams? Yeah, before I do, I'm just going to run through the Brisbane weather forecast. So Friday, 95% chance of rain. Saturday, 90% chance of rain. And Sunday, 80% chance of rain. So by 6 o'clock on Sunday, things are going to look a bit messy. 
Um, yeah, it's going to be a month so, patch at the end of this week. <laughs> definitely, definitely. For the dogs, only one change made by Trent Barrett with Patolo coming in for Siamana Fagai, who switches to 18th man. Raymond Patala Marina has been included in the reserves as he closes in on a return from a complicated foot injury for the Knights. Barnett and Clune return. Um, Barnett comes back six weeks after he copped a long band for a raised elbow in round three. Jack Johns faces time on the sidelines and Barnett is replacing him. Clune uh, missed last week's match with a knee injury with his return shifting Phoenix Crossland to the bench. Suasa Su has been included in the reserves after missing last week due to a head knock. Edric Lee will need to pass concussion protocols to play. No sign of Frizzell illness and Gagai cheekbone. Spike suggest, despite suggestions, both could make a return this week. Mike, this is a tricky one. If I was Trent Barrett or Gus Gould or whoever is coaching the Bulldogs this week, I would be lining Matt Dufty up against the whole team. They'd be running a two-on-one drill, and I would be telling the guy holding the ball to dummy every time. And every time Matt Dufty doesn't make the tackle, he has to do a lap of the oval. Because I have never seen someone fall for dummies when a player breaks the line more than him. He fell for a dummy to no one last week from Matt Frawley, who is not a known good halfback. He was atrocious. He was awful. And this is why the Dragons let him go. I still don't think the Bulldogs should be playing him at fullback. That being said, I am tipping the dogs. Matt Burton was awesome on the weekend. And the Knights have been rubbish. I'm tipping the dogs. Wow. Were you half complimentary to the Dragons in the middle of that? Yeah, a little bit. They made the right decision yeah. getting rid of Duffy. He's useless. Wow. Okay. Um, Friday night, the Seagulls host Brisbane. Uh, this has actually been a traditional Manly home game for a very long time. Uh, so for Manly, Ola Kawatu returns after withdrawing last week due to illness. Ben Trebojevic and Bullamore retain, maintain their spots in the side with Harper listed in the reserves. Andrew Davies, the new man on the bench after overcoming a shoulder injury in the place of DeLewis. Schuster, who is battling a calf injury, is included in the extended squad, but is unlikely to play this week. Uh, for the Broncos, Haas and Capewell are back, which means a reshuffle in the engine room with Pat Carrigan, who had an enormous game last week for Souths, moving to lock. Hetherington to the bench, Rabadi to the reserves. Brian James and Turpin are among those alongside Rabadi in the extended squad. And Branko Lee remains the 18th man. Yeah, I Pat Carrigan is awesome. He's one of my favourite players in the league. He's fantastic. Have these two teams burst each other this season, Emmanuel? I don't think so. Don't think so. Okay. Well, uh, I'm excited to see the battle between... Um, Cherry Evans and Reynolds, because both of them have been putting on kicking masterclasses the last couple of weeks. It's going to be really interesting to see how that goes. I'm tipping the Broncos up in Suncorp. I think that what I've seen out of them the last few weeks is they are a seriously good team. They're a top eight team. Uh, Payne Haas is back, which will only help. Pat Carrigan and move back to lock. So their forward pack is pretty much full strength. Uh, I Yeah, I... Tony Staggs up against Ben Trevojevic. That worries me for Trevojevic. Uh, I am I'm going the Broncos. I've, I've liked what I've seen out of Manly, and Manly have been quietly playing quite well week in, week out, um, despite that loss to South when they had 12 men. Uh, I'm keeping the Broncos up. 
Yeah, good call. Uh, okay, Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock, the Warriors host South. So in a huge in for the Warriors, Torhu Harris is set to make a long-awaited return from a knee reconstruction. He hasn't played since round 18 last year when he ruptured his ACL. Montoya's return from suspension on the wing pushes Pompey to the centres and Barry to the reserves. For Souths, Cody Walker will captain the side with Murray out. Host returns from a shoulder injury in the second row and Arrow goes back to lock to cover for Murray. Tom Burgess returns after he was a late withdrawal last week. Momali goes to the bench. Jackson Paulo has been promoted to the starting side at centre. Um, Isaiah Tass is out and Cody Nicarima comes straight into the 17. will line up against his old club a week after playing for them. Now, Mike, um, Jackson Paulo, two weeks in a row, hasn't played any minutes for Souths. Souths has been playing with 16 men and I'm not really sure why. Uh, so I'm glad to see that he's in the starting side. Tass is out and Nicarima is on the bench. So hopefully the full rotation gets used. Yeah, but last time I saw uh, Paulo at centre, I believe it was against the Storm, especially on that side. And that it just didn't work until they flipped him and Milne. I wonder if they go back to that again because that you know you mentioned Walker's combinations and how it's how everything's not clicking at the moment. That definitely didn't click on that day. So I'm hoping that they're putting a lot of work into training this week. I'm still tipping South. I can't tip the Warriors after what I saw from them last week. But this is no easy win for South, and I don't think either team are hot on form at the moment. No, no, definitely not. Uh, okay, Saturday afternoon, uh, another team that's really struggling, the Titans host George. Um, so for Titans, Jaden Campbell's been named to return in his first NRL game since round three. Brimson shifts to 5'8", and Will Smith is out. Sami returns from a knee injury on one wing. Osako's on the other wing. Corey Thompson and Mars, who drop out. Isan Masters returns in the centres, and Herbert drops out. Proctor's been dropped to the reserves. Liu goes from prop to second row. Jared Wallace is the new face in the front row and Jolief has been listed amongst the reserves. For the Dragons, Griffith has been has stuck with the same 17 that took up the game to the Storm last week uh, in the first half. George Burgess, 18th man. Cody. Campbell will help. I think they've really missed him the last few weeks, but it doesn't solve their defensive issues. Uh, Takiaho walked through their line last week. Uh, that was a bad sign. And a lot of their tries are coming off kicks. And Dragons don't give up too many tries off kicks. So I'm tipping the Dragons in this one. I think that they're the better team at the moment, uh, despite that big loss to Melbourne. Look, Melbourne only put 44 points up, so they should be thankful that it wasn't 50. Um, And, you know, that's good compared to most teams that have versed Melbourne this year. Uh, So, yeah, Dragons for me, not sold in the Titans. But who knows, maybe this is the week that they finally show us what they're made of. Okay, the big clash, Saturday night, live on Nine as well as Fox. Uh, This will be a cracker. Craig Bellamy's opted to shift Meany from wing to fullback in the absence of Pap, uh, who is out for how long is it, Mike? Four to six? Four to six weeks, PCL injury, I believe, and a hamstring issue as well. Oh, dear. And Jeremiah comes in on the wing. Smith... Uh, with the peck injuries also out, and the NRL has granted approval for development squad member Sevi to be selected. Kenny Bromwich has been named to play despite suffering a head knock against the Dragons. 
For the Panthers, Sorensen returns after missing the Eels game and Eisenhuth goes back to the reserves. Otherwise, the Panthers are unchanged. This will be a cracker. Yeah, I'm wondering how Melbourne's going to handle a grinded-out game. They've had a lot of big victories the last few weeks, a lot of blowouts. Panthers are going to smother them. Panthers are going to try and smother them early and play their style of football where they just hold you down, they, they, they control possession, they control field position, and they beat you that way and tie you out. Look, Melbourne have strike power all over the park. Harry Grant has been awesome. Cameron Munster is in almost career-best form. But Pappenhausen's a big loss, and that's why I'm going with the Panthers in this one. I think that they get this done. It'll be, I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think it'll be a 18-16 type game. So that's where I'm leaning. Uh, interesting to see who does the goal-kicking if Pap's out, because last time he didn't goal-kick, they really struggled. I think it was Harry Grant and Cameron Munster sharing the load, and neither of them looked like they'd ever kicked the ball before. Yeah, I'm I'm tipping the Panthers in this one. They'll bounce back and they'll get the win. Okay. Interesting. Um, okay, Saturday, Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock, the Sharks take on the Raiders. The Sharks obviously have that very impressive performance. Nico Hines, Mike, is going to be playing fullback with Kennedy suspended and Trindle's the new halfback. Connor Tracy moves to the centres to replace Ramian, who's also suspended. Cam McInnes is being named on the bench after starting at lock, and Fanukin shifts back to number 13. Royce Hunt has been added to the bench, and Fafita goes to the reserves. For the Raiders, Seb Chris moves from the bench to the starting side to replace Croker in the centres, and Savage joins the interchange bench. Uh, great opportunity for Cronulla to test out uh, a different combination. Could be crucial in the back end of the year, Mike. Yeah, uh, when Kennedy was Sinbin, they actually did move Hines to fullback to fill that spot. So, and he, we've obviously he's played there for Melbourne for second nature to him. Um, and it, I still don't think it won't change too much of how he's been playing with uh, the Sharks. It'll just mean that he pops up more on the left side as opposed to staying to that right side uh, predominantly. So, yeah, I, I'm tipping the Sharks in this one. How can you not after their courageous performance last week? Uh, Fanukin was awesome. Like, Fanukin is, he, he's been a great signing for them. Doesn't, he, he, you know, he's never going to put up crazy tackles or meters or anything, but what he does leadership wise, you can really feel it. And he was one of the big reasons why they got that win on the weekend. So, Big signs, big signs for the Sharks. Wade Graham getting more minutes every week as well. Wouldn't be surprised if he comes on and plays a bit of that number six role as well. So, yeah, Sharks for me. Yeah. Uh, another cracker at 4 p.m. on Sunday. The Roosters hosting the Eels. Um, Sam Verrill is poor kid, can't catch a break. He's done his collarbone. And yeah. Conor Watson returns from a throat injury to take his place at hooker. Taukeaho has been promoted to start for suspended Lily Collins, Lindsay Collins, who's Lily Collins, Lindsay Collins, and uh, Saluka Fafita is the new man on the bench. Uh, Kieran, uh, who had an ankle injury, is included in the reserves. Brad Arthur's named the same side that got the job done against the Panthers uh, for his Hills team. Sean Russell joins the reserves list alongside Jacob Arthur and Mitch Rain after making a successful return in New South Wales Cup last week. 
following rib and lung injuries. This will be a good one, Mike. Yeah, all three Channel 9 games are almost must-watch this week. Uh, This one I am obviously very excited for. We normally do quite well against Parramatta. Um, Last year, I think we versed them in the back end of the season. We were in that bit of that slump, and uh, we got the better of them despite how many names that we had on the sideline. I think we just suit their style of play and we know how to beat them. So I'm tipping us. A lot of that could do with just my bias towards the Roosters. Uh, I think Tedesco Tedesco has been awesome. Like, and the Roosters haven't been playing well, but it hasn't been his fault. He has been our best player week in, week out. Uh, The combinations are getting better. I like the move of moving Angus Crichton back to the left side. And benching Tupanua, I thought that was very uh, a bold move by Robo, but it paid off, helped our left side defense a bit. Um, so yeah, I am I'm tipping the Roosters. Joseph Suwali is is everything that he's been hyped up to be. Manuel, he's awesome, and he's only going to grow as a player every week. Yeah, uh, look, the only reason I back your comment about the Roosters is this is the kind of game Parramatta is expected to lose. Everyone's talking about them. They're the world beaters, the only team to beat the Storm and the Panthers. This is when Parramatta will just sort of stumble. So Yeah, uh, you wonder how much time they've spent preparing for this game when they had a brutal game the week before, you know, or like where are their eyes pointing forward? Now, one thing I, uh, I messaged this to you, uh, I think yesterday, the Roosters' sched- upcoming schedule is brutal. Their next seven games is murderous row. It's Eels. Panthers, uh, Sharks, Raiders, Storm, Panthers, Eels. And there's an origin game in there again. There's one week where we don't have our origin plays, and that's against the Raiders. Roosters need to win probably three of those next seven games. If we don't win three of those games, there's there's some issues going on. Yeah. And this Uh, this 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 is the one that we need to get. Yeah, this is why uh, like a win, banking a win against the Dogs a couple of weeks ago was so important because you have struggled against those top sides over the last couple of years. I know, I know. That's why I'm saying yeah. we need to get we need to get this win now, and that'll help us. That'll give us confidence for the next few weeks coming up because it is tough. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, Mike. Last game of the round is the Tigers and the Cowboys. Uh, so only one change um, by Madge to the Tigers' side and sees Lailua named to return against his future side. Safar switches back to the bench with McKaylee moving into the reserves. Mamalo has been named despite failing HIA last week. With a long turnaround, the Kiwi International will be given every chance to play for the Cowboys. Todd Payton has named an unchanged lineup with Gilbert cleared to play after escaping with an $1,800 fine for a high tackle. On Newcastle's Matt Croker, Hamaso Tabuai Fido will come off the bench for a third straight week. With the backline firing ahead of the Tigers' showdown. Uh, Mike, yeah, you got go the Cowboys. How can you not? They're you know, every week they just keep on putting together solid performance after solid performance. They are Chad Chanson has changed their team, and I think we mentioned that last week. He's given them the direction that they so needed since Thurston retired. He's a veteran quality premiership winning halfback. 
uh, who's really helped them out. They've got some insanely young, powerful, dangerous edges in Luki and Nanai who kill you. Kyle Felt has always been able to be one of the best finishers in the competition. And you know, Val, Val Holmes has been really, really good. Uh, he's he's found his role in that center in that center spot, much more suited to him. And yeah, I'm very impressed with what I've seen out of the Cowboys. Completely shocked, did not see it coming. Uh, but I think they get this done against the Tigers. Yeah. Okay. So running through Michael's tips, Mike's gone the Dogs over Newcastle, Broncos over Manly, Souths over the Warriors. Did you go the Dragons, Mike? I did go the Dragons. Yeah, Dragons over the Titans, Panthers over the Storm, Sharks over the Raiders, Roosters over the Eels, and Cowboys over the Tigers. Probably three three gimmies this week. Uh, I'd say the Cowboys are pretty odds-on favourite. Sharks are odds-on favourite. And, oh, maybe not even. Maybe just two. No, don't. Maybe no, I was going to say I was actually going to say the Dragons, not South. Um, uh, <laughs> and then I second guess that as well. Uh, so yeah, yeah, two gimmies. The rest, it's a tough week. This could this could move the ladder around a bit. You know, who's you know, how many people are willing to gamble on the Storm? Obviously, a lot of people will take Parramatta over the Roosters, mainly over the Broncos. So yeah, some very interesting, very interesting results that could play out in the tipping comp, uh, and you know, on the actual NRL ladder as well. I'm with you. All righty. We're done? That it? I hope you're feeling better. Yeah, I'm getting there. We'll be good next week. We should be back in person, hopefully, to discuss all things. If you're feeling sick, you should have tried being a South supporter on Thursday night. I've been a Roosters supporter watching us versus dogs this this season, so don't worry. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Take care. Thanks, Emmanuel. Thanks, everyone. As always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, and Emmanuel, how good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Thank you, Mike. Thanks, guys.